What's up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays, join the Discord by clicking the link below. What is up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, my man El Jefe, Jeff Molina, coming off a fresh win over at Zalgis Zumagov. Is that right? Did I say that right? Uh, tough fought, uh, tough fight, hard fought victory. Um, but got the job done. What are your quick thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, tough fight, man. Yeah. wasn't wasn't the prettiest. Um, if you can walk away with a win at this level, that, that's all you can ask for. Um, I think just reevaluating after the fight is, is the way to go. I feel like this is the fight I'm gonna level up from the most, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, wasn't uh, fights never go like like you want uh, game plan wise and. I think there's a there's a lot to take away from this fight, but I uh, got the win. One big takeaway from it. What is it? <clears throat> I, I have to um, I have to have a sense of urgency in, in spots where um, where I, it might look like I'm losing. Like yeah, um, yeah. optics, right? Yeah, like we we talk about that a lot. Uh, judges go off optics a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, just just knowing how to how to win rounds. Like I felt like I was winning the fight as a whole, but there was an argument for the rounds and. Um, I don't want that argument. Yeah, we've talked about this before. There's like there's two games being played, right? There's like there's the fight and then there's the game, right? And like you have to win both of them essentially. Some cuz it gets close at times where I think first of all people confuse a close fight to a robbery, right? And like that's that's the that's the biggest part, but also like you're right. You were winning the fight, but there's also a game to be played and I I, I don't think the fight is the question. I think the game is what made the scores close. You know what I mean? So I think like a hundred percent just, and that all goes into like fight IQ, which we're really big on, but uh, yeah, it's good for somebody uh, with your experience and like you're young in the sport still to be able to like see that it's, it's, uh, it's really big. So uh, typically I don't like to uh, like, you know, I don't really like the interview style. It's just like to be a discussion, but there's a couple, a couple of things I want to talk about really quick. Uh, tell me about, talk, let's talk about the, uh, you got some hate, some major. <laughs> t- t- tell me, tell me, it's like okay. Was the hate because you? Is it because you wore the the rainbow color on name on your? Which is, is gay gay pride month? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think June is pride month, so yeah. just uh, that whole community. Yeah, I should have uh, said gay. This is pride month. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pride month in general. So, uh, to long story short, no, no pun intended with the shorts, but. I got an email from the UFC about two weeks out from the fight saying, hey, for Pride Month, we're allowing uh, the fighters, if they'd like, to have rainbow vinyl on their, on their uh, fighter kit, meaning uh, hoodie, shirt, and shorts all have rainbow vinyl instead of a regular red or black vinyl. So just literally your last name's in a rainbow color. And I was like, hell yeah, man. That yeah. sounds sick. So I texted House. I'm like, hey, man, let's do the rainbow vinyl. He goes, uh, Jason House is their manager yeah. uh, for Iridium. Great dude. But he goes, uh, LOL, love it. Let's do it. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, media day of fight week, I get my, my, uh, fighter kit. They take pictures. Um, and I, I change into it, but before I change into it, I take like a little boomerang of it. I'm like, dude, this is sick. Shout out to the UFC for letting us rock this, yeah. uh, this rainbow vinyl. Um, I don't check my phone for a couple hours on fight week. I, I tend to not to, uh, look at my phone much, you know, mm-hmm. don't look back for a couple hours. Next thing I know, there's like hundreds of comments on, on Twitter <laughs> that were just like, this is, this is this is crazy. This is outrageous that the UFC is like exploiting uh, this month to, to just like gain attention and oh. garnered. And uh, 
So there was two sides of it, bro. There was there was the hate, which uh, see that's what I didn't realize is because th- you told me this. Like I thought it was just coming from one side, and you said no, it's both. Yeah, yeah. And then I had people of that community reaching out, and they were like, "Man, it's awesome what you're doing." Uh, I had a lot of dudes hitting on me. <laughs> Let's go. Um, Let's go. So, yeah, I was flattered, man. Like uh, yeah. I don't, dude. Man, I grew up in this uh, this like internet world, so. The trolling, the the hate, like I don't let it get to me, man. Like, no. I, like, dude, the, like I literally grew up on Xbox Live lobbies where we're all telling <laughs> each other, we're boning each other's moms. Like, yeah. th- I, you know, like the hate doesn't, it doesn't bother yeah. me at all. But I felt like I had to address it just to like, to the people hitting on me, like, thank you, man, I'm yeah. flattered, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a straight guy, I appreciate it. Yeah. And then on the other end, it's like you guys are being offended over uh, some rainbow shorts. Can you know, you're fucking get it? You're stupid, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, and that that got garnered more attention. And that was that, man. Obviously, I had the fight. And then in the post-fight presser, um, I was asked something about the shorts. <laughs> and, um, man, what's, uh, what's a little weird about the whole situation is I feel like this garnered, uh, like, people were talking about me for the wrong reasons. You know, uh, I feel like it took away from your fight. Man, I don't want to be fucking known as an activist. Like, I, I want to be known as Jeff Molina, the, the, the fighter. Like, I, I, I spoke, I was yeah. literally asked a question of my thoughts and I gave my thoughts, you know, and I, I, I don't regret what I said and I meant what I said, but at the same time, like yeah. I said something that should just be normalized, bro. Like it's like saying murder is wrong. It's like saying rape is bad. Like yeah. it's like saying water is good for you. Like these should just be known things. Like yep. you shouldn't care what another person is doing. And uh, I guess what bothers me the most from the whole situation is like, it takes away from like, dude, I've, I spent the last 10 years of my life dedicated to this sport and like I want to be known as the dude that puts on like banger of fights besides yeah. this last fight you know it, was, it wasn't the most uh, entertaining fight um but like dude my contender series fight was was a great fight you know like my, oh, my, my debut my debut was a banger, banger. fight. uh you know I TKO'd a guy in my, my sophomore performance and I thought that was a good fight you know so yeah. like I don't want to be known as Jeff Molina the guy that said like hey man it doesn't matter if a chick's dating another chick or yeah. if a dude's with another dude like I want to be known for like my skills so when I was on a Hawani show uh, this past week, like, I wanted to be known, like, hey, man, you're, you're inviting me here to, to talk about, like, my skills. and like, is, is, that why it's, is that why he had you on? Was to talk about that? He said no. He was like, dude, to, to, like, Aerial obviously. Slick too. Yeah, he's, he's like, slick. obviously, uh, man, Hawani's like the fucking Ellen of, of yeah. MMA media, man. So, like, to get invited on a show, like, meant a That's lot. Big. But it's I just big. wanted to make sure it was for the right reason, like, not because I fucking wore some some. Did he bring shorts. it up on the interview? Course, of course, of course, you know, you're uh, slick, buddy. Yeah, man. You're like, slick, uh, and there, there's some clickbaity titles and I get it, man. Like all this is about life's about perspective. And, and some, some of the comments were like, Hey man, like it's not that we're anti-gay or anti this. It's just like, we're against companies exploiting, um, a month like this or, and I, I get that, man. But at the same time, like the UFC, they, they released these, uh, the, the pride, <clears throat> the pride, uh, shirts and shorts and like they're donating a certain of like a percentage to yeah to that community so like i don't get how you can be upset by that i just don't understand why people give a shit you know what i mean like like i and frankly i don't have time you know what i mean like i don't like why is it such a concern to you what i just i I mean especially at that argument like okay if uh if if you if it's if you're not anti-gay or anti whatever why do you care what company like dude they're a 4.2 billion dollar company they do what the fuck they want man you know what i mean like I, I get the narrative though like that i can understand more than just like people being like a la 
fucking hates gays and and you're gonna burn in hell for supporting yeah. this this and that i i can get the the narrative of like hey man we just don't appreciate like for example i got an email the other day that was like royals is celebrating pride month so now you get discounted tickets um like here you go and it, obviously they're just attaching a cell to something like that sure but that's that's a business that's you know? business that is yeah. business you, you know? know and if you're gonna be upset over that I feel like you're just using that to mask what's like, you know, some other feelings you have towards that community. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll just, I think we'll just, we'll, we'll just get after it. I think is, uh, we talked about, we, we, you and I were talking the other day is like, we kind of have this little, uh, it's almost like a, uh, a community. And, and what I mean by that is like, you just recently invested in your first, uh, rental property. Yeah. Right. And, and you, I think you posted it on your IG the other day. You got your first rental check, which yeah. is like, that's gotta be pretty cool. Right. Dude, that felt so, so I got back from Vegas. First thing I did was check the mailbox and, uh, I had that check there and I opened it up. It was from Illinois. So I didn't even know it was a check at first, opened it up. So I was made out to my LLC, my, my, my fighting LLC. And, uh, yeah, man, it was a, it was a really good feeling. Like, uh, just seeing the, seeing like my name, my business name, and then seeing, it, the dollar amount doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. It was just, it was a good feeling to know, like, someone's paying me. Well, it does me. matter. It, it does, does for sure, for sure. But it was more of just, like, a payment is being made to my business yeah. and something I invested in. You have an and, asset that somebody else is paying. Yeah. And you're you're even cash flowing a little bit. And, dude, you, what's cool about uh, about your scenario, and I, I actually, if, if you're okay with it, I'd love to talk, uh, like, dive into some of the specifics. Yes. Yeah. Okay, like, even, like, you're good with talking about numbers and stuff like yeah. that? Um. So before we talk about that, I felt I felt kind of bad because you came to me and you're like, "Hey, can you help me manage this property?" Like we're I think I think we're managing like you know thirty plus now, and I said, "Dude, like I can help you for sure, but I, it's not hard, man. You can do it on your own." And yeah. I fully believe that. Three days after closing on it, your your AC goes out, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh man, that's the." And of course, like. If you've been doing this for a long time, the the issue that it was was not a problem at all. But yeah. you're two days into this and you're already having issues with it, you know. So we, it, it was an easy fix, though, right? Easy fix. I was two days, literally two days after closing on the property, and uh, yeah, you had just told me like, dude, it, it, it does its like it does its own thing, man. Like managing a property <laughs> isn't too hard. On fight week, on fight week, on I, fight I'm literally week. At, at lifetime. Uh, we, we do like uh, heat acclimation. Yep. Uh, nutritionist Tyler Minton has me do heat acclimation just to help the weight cut. I'm in the hot tub, sweating my balls off, and I get a text from the, the tenant that's oh. like, hey, man, real big uh, condensation problem in the in the rental. Um, like, we need to fix this ASAP. And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh. You know? So in my mind, I'm already, like, counting James, numbers. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, it's part of, the, part of the job, you know? But, it is. yeah, like, my first time dealing with that, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Like, how much is it going to cost me? Like, are we talking, yeah. like... It was easy fix, though, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Super easy Literally, fix. Literally, uh, had a glue... Um, a pump together. That was it. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It and even if like even if your HVAC went out, like the guy, you know. So essentially, you called me. I set you up. Like you have a guy for everything. You have an HVAC guy, a plumber. You, have, you know what I mean? Like or, or or whatever. You know, you have a person that handles whatever area of that. And the biggest thing that I always hear is like, I don't want to have to handle phone calls at two a.m. Blah, blah. I'm if you call me at two a.m. I've said I think I've said this on a podcast before. If you call me at 2 a.m., I'm not answering. I'm no. sleeping. Yeah. I'll call you at 6 or 7 when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. And, and like not counting the house burning down or something like that. I was like, about to say that. Yeah. What, what is going to happen at 2 a.m.? That Why are you up at 2 a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What's going to happen at what's 2 a.m.? What's serious enough to... to that can't wait four warrants. or six hours. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, I, and I guess right now in the summer, the, the AC going out would be an issue. But I mean, how much did it cost to fix? Nothing. 
Nothing. Yeah, he did it literally. He literally, it was like, dude, it took me ten minutes to glue it together. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's that's cool. That and that's another thing. It's finding a good person. Yeah, for yeah. Those, I feel like right? networking is huge in, in any any um, any venture, and that's something I'm learning as I'm getting older. And it's something you've helped me out with a ton is like going out of your way to to, and it might be for selfish reasons, but people don't know that it doesn't have to like it doesn't have to be for selfish reasons, but just going out of your way to to introduce yourself to people and get to know them and. Um, that, I think that's that's a huge part of any venture. Like, well, I don't think it's selfish. I mean, if you're, listen, it's it's. I think uh, people make the mistake of. I, I don't know. It, it it this is just my view. I feel like friendship is a value trade. Like if if you and I are friends because we provide value to one another, and it sounds very. Uh, like businessy, like it's a nego- it does, yeah, yeah. and it's not. But let's really chop this up. Why? Why are you and I friends? Well, we first of all we work together, yeah. right? Like I add value to you, uh, training. You add value to me. We have a business partnership together. We were, uh, we were friends, acquaintances before that, and I think we had similar, uh, similar interests. Yeah. So that is that's a value trade. Like if I. If I have something in MMA, I need to talk to you. You're a guy that can provide value in that yeah. in that regard. Um, but if you don't bring me value, I'm probably not going to mess with you. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean monetarily. You know what I mean? Like that's and that's the that's the problem that people uh, that people think is like they think they think value is always money, and that's not that's not the case here. But if you really stop and think about it, any friend that you have has to provide you value, or they're not going to be your friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, it's it's I I think the better the more value that you get from a friend, whether it be emotionally, uh, financially, even, um, uh, any, any, any value that that person would provide you, uh, from a friendship perspective or, or any perspective, I think that's how the better friends you are, that that person provides more value to you. Yeah. So when you say it's for selfish reasons, I don't know. I mean, if that guy needs something for you, he, he hooked you up. I'm assuming he can call you and say, Hey, if, if his son wanted to get into MMA, you're going to be the first person he calls. So yeah. It's a value trade. It know? is. It is. I guess, yeah, I guess it is just breaking down. Like, what is a friend? Like, it's usually someone you share interests with. Like, it's usually someone that, that's passionate about the same thing. And, and obviously there's, there's value. In, and that's and, not always a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's a two way, two way street for sure. Like it can go down, you know, but, but also, but also with that, like, it's a, he's providing a service too, yeah. and you're going to pay him. That's yeah. the value. He makes money. You, you know what I mean? Your, yeah. your value is your value to him is money. His value to you is being able to fix your AC. That's yeah. a value trade. Yeah. It's a business, but it's a still a value trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and I think he sees the, the fact that he fixed your stuff for free. Cause it took him 10 minutes. I, you know, a, I'm assuming that that might have something to do with, I've sent him a ton of business. I've done a ton of business with him and he knows that if he takes care of you now, He's got you for life. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I that's plan to smart. get more properties. That's smart of him. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back to the networking thing. Like the fact that, man, that's one thing I've, I've thought about um, in the last couple months with purchasing this, this, uh, yeah. this property was like, dude, you figure this all out on your own. Like I have you, you're, you're, you're the guy I reach out to. to I'm, I have a doctorate in the university of YouTube. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm like for you. But like even that on its own, man, of like hustling to fight, like figure it out on your own. Like if I didn't have you, I'm not sure if I'm that much of a hustler to. Nah, to, you to, are. You I think out. about that a lot, man. It's like, dude, you literally like you're the guy I go to when I have questions regarding uh, even just like life things, you know. Sure. So, especially in a in a, like a, a business venture to where like you you can lose money in this if you do it wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's like any business venture, and probably real estate's maybe the safest one I would say. Like if like at a starting a restaurant or yeah, uh, depending on the property you purchase, but. You did this on your own, man. And like, 
that that's hard to like fathom like well you had i think the only difference between you and i is you had a direct point of contact i didn't i learned from other people on youtube right like i just couldn't call them and ask them right so uh and it took me a lot longer i think it, your your process might have been a little bit expedited um but i also think you're a lot smarter than me and you had you had a you had a head start over over and dude the fact that it's tangible the fact that you have somebody not just me, but I'm, I'm sure you have other people in your, in your life that you're able to, to see this like thing that you can touch. Like, Hey, this person, James has X amount of properties. This person has X amount of property. Like there's more than just us. And that's, what's cool. We were just talking about this the other day. There's like, uh, myself, you, Trey, uh, Tim and Gina, uh, like Florina's looking to buy a property. Like we have this little group now that is starting to buy up real estate. So it's pretty cool to be able to, uh, you know, bounce, bounce ideas off of each other and stuff like that. Uh, Podge and I were just talking about putting together like a little, uh, like a course or something like that, yeah. you know, just like a basic real estate course. Anyway. Um, Love it. I think that's a great idea, man. Like, uh, you, you know, as well as I do that, a lot of fighters don't have the best, um, oh, it's best awesome. in investment skills or, or saving yeah. skills. And, the worst. uh, I think it's cause a lot of fighters don't, don't come from, uh, you know, financial success. Like, yeah, I don't think they'd be fighting if they did. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no. It, it makes sense, but man, this is a, it's, they call it the hurt business for a reason, man. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a pretty cutthroat game. And what made you, what made you, uh, cause some guys just don't see it, right? Like some guys don't see the value of, of, of long-term investing, whether it be buying businesses or crypto long-term, like even dude, I try to tell these guys like, listen, if you don't have the money to purchase a house, it's typically with fighters, it's typically not the money because we get like cash influxes. So it's typically not the money. Well, I think that's that could be a bad thing too. The, like the, oh, 1,000%. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, like all of a sudden you go from X amount to a way bigger amount in your bank account. And you're like, all right, let's Yeah, if you can't out. manage $10, you can't manage 10,000 or 10 million. You yeah. know what I mean? No, so that it's, makes it's, sense. it's discipline in that regard. But uh, it's typically taxes or they don't have a two years job history, which, yeah. dude, don't get me into the whole COVID thing. 25% of America lost their job. So that, I mean, that's you're in a great spot right now because – I think where we are headed, I think you're going to see it be much more socially acceptable to rent in, in America. And I, so I think some people aren't going to have an option, you know, but yeah. I've heard you say this, like people always need a place to live. Oh, like, that's, that's always and, the thing. And what we're buying, like we're not buying, like, okay, let's, we, we say we're going to dive into your numbers. What was the purchase price of your house? Uh, got it. They were selling it for 95. I think I got it for 92. I know I got it for 92. Yes. You know, you got it for 92 and your payment is what? Payment itself without um, without insurance four eleven. Without taxes and insurance is four eleven. Okay, so you're uh, let's just take the taxes and insurance. I don't know how you do it, but for me, I pay the taxes uh, at the end of the year, and I pay the insurance at the end of the year. I, for whatever reason, it clicks to me that I can cash flow more, even though I'm not. It, it's all an equal trade out, but I cash flow more monthly. And I would rather write the check at the end of the year. That's just me. Not everybody's like that. Some people yeah. are opposite. Yeah, you told me that. I reached out to my insurance guy and he was like, it's a little late to pay the premium all at once. It's already attached to your monthly thing. But it's already escrowed in. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it's a little sexier on paper when you see like the yeah. a straight number subtracted by what you're uh, what Do you you're know making. what the property taxes on it on that property is a year? I think uh, the estimate was around 800 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, that's less than a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I mean, and so we'll have to pay say, that until December or November. Let's just say you're all in at 500 a month, which that's actually, it'll, it's less than that. Let's say 450. Yeah. It's probably closer to 450. Yeah. Yeah. I think insurance was like 
30 something bucks. Yeah. It was super cheap. Super cheap. What's your, uh, what is your tenant paying? Tenant is paying seven ninety six a month. This is called 800. It's called 800. So you're cash flowing, uh, three fifty a month. Right. And this is where, like, this is where people are like, Oh, okay. What, what was the down payment to some, somewhere on 12, 10, 12,000? Uh, yeah. Around there. Uh, actually it was a little bit more, um, 20%. So I think at the end after, uh, all the all the fees and whatever. Oh, that's it is. right. Yours, uh, mine so was it was about eighteen k. Eighteen k. So I, the I think the biggest uh, the biggest misconception is is why would Jeff invest eighteen thousand dollars to get three hundred and fifty dollars a month? And I have my phone right here, and it's actually <clears throat> it's actually not. So you're you're cash flowing three fifty a month. Is that right? Yeah. Three fifty a month times twelve. That's uh, $4,200 a month that you're cash flowing. And this is where people miss that, right? Because your tenant is also paying down, uh, you say 411? Yeah. Is that what it was? Times 12? Uh, f- almost $5,000 a month. So you're actually, your net, your net, uh, not profit, but your net gain from that is somewhere around like eight, eight, $8,000. Yeah. And that, that property, you're obviously going to get huge tax benefits from that. You'll probably be able to ask more for rent, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's the plan. You're going to raise Especially, the rent. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, his lease is up in, in January. So if he, he plans on sticking around for a while, so that, that's going to come. And you'll bump, you'll bump rents. That's one thing that, uh, that Paul and I, Paul, is, helps me manage the properties. We've been really good at getting like max amount for rents. Yeah. And we've been really good. I don't think that I've ever had a tenant leave that I raised the rent on. And I just raised somebody from five fifty to eight seventy five oh, a wow. month. And they did not and it's not about it's not about Dude, that's crazy. It's but <laughs> it's not it's not it's not like it's not bad because I was still giving them a deal on market value. Yeah. They were just so below from me buying before. They were still fifty, seventy five dollars a month below market value. Yeah. So they were still getting a deal. Yeah. It was just like I needed to. I needed. I would have lost money yeah. doing that. You know what I mean? So. And they were, they were more than comfortable in. To, oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you're not gonna find a, a place in Lee Summit. You're not gonna rent a place in Lee Summit for five fifty a month. You, it's impossible. You can't find a place in Lee Summit to yeah. rent for that unless the unless the landlord just doesn't care and he. You know what I mean? Like market rent on a three on a three bedroom one bathroom house is like twelve thirteen hundred dollars a month. And maybe even more now, but th- th- I think that was a two one, and some of them are going for nine nine fifty. I've still given them a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so and, and as a tenant, like moving's not fun. Looking for another place is yeah. fun. Like moving sucks. It's gonna cost so. you more. It's gonna cost you more to move. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's something you're already familiar with, and and especially if the comps are, are around the same price. Like, yeah. I, and I was still saving the money. The comps were a more than higher. what I'm giving yeah. them. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's really cool how that, that works. Has to be a good feeling though. Like being able to like. Hey man, I'm currently making this much uh, monthly on this place and I can raise it up to X amount and make that much more like, I'll, I'll tell you what's really cool. So I just purchased, uh, in the last two or three months, I purchased, uh, purchased a, uh, an eightplex, and then I purchased a, uh, a fourplex. Don't get me started on this. Cause it pisses me off. It's gotta be converted into a duplex. You told me about it's this, a nightmare. Yeah. I was actually You're dealing with this. the city right now. We're done yeah. with it. Okay. I just, I finally just threw my hands up in the air and said, okay, I'll do a duplex. Yeah. Which I was going to do this really cool thing for you guys. Like I was going to like, uh, like, uh, we were going to record all this and like do the process for you guys. And it was a freaking nightmare with the city from a teaching perspective. You were going to, yeah. Like yeah. we were going to document all this, yeah, like, yeah. like the cell, the rehab, uh, and I was, I should have been, if I could have kept it a fourplex, I would have been all into this property for no money down. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is all you can ask for, man. And yeah, yeah. it's nice. And I, I, I'll still have a good deal on Just it. Just using the bank's money and a hundred percent using the bank's money. And then I would refi it out, get all my cash back out. And I would have had a fourplex for free. Yeah. That would have been the idea. Now it, it'll still be good. It'll still be a good deal for me, but, uh, I won't be all in for free now. But, uh, anyway, so that property is paid for, uh, I paid cash for it, which hurt me because I, I paid cash up front for it. But long story short, between the Aplex, we bought it with two vacancies. And then uh, the the duplex, I filled three vacancies this week for an additional $2,500 of income that's paid off already. Yeah. So like it's pure profit, $2,500 yeah. pure profit this week that we're now reoccurring each month into the, into the, uh, the real estate business, which is like, Let's dude, go. yeah, it, it's killer. It's killer. Yeah. You know? And then we raised a couple rents. It's, it's, it's dude, it real estate is like a freaking, it's a cheat code. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, so what, what's your, what's your plan with that? You're just going to keep buying or what? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the plan as uh, I want to follow the James Krause method. <laughs> like I, I want financial freedom from fighting. Yeah. Uh, that's really important to me, man. Um, I don't want to have to fight. And I think this is the way, the way to do it. I, like there's three things I want from the sport. And I've, I've said this, I have it written down on, on a bunch of little books mm-hmm. and uh, three things I want from fighting financial freedom being the first. Yep. The, the to not have to fight, to, to be able to have passive income coming in every month. And um, yeah, that, that would just be a good feeling, man, uh, to be able to, to just build off that. And I think real estate's the way to go with that. The second is uh, being able to travel the world on, on the UFC's dime. Uh, growing up, I didn't yeah. get to travel much. And uh, man, I enjoy traveling. I think being able to experience different cultures, like different foods, yeah. is, uh, is pretty important to me. 100%. Um, People take that for granted, too. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. You did. No, I, I agree. And like, uh, when I was in fight camp a couple weeks ago, it was like late at night. I was hungry. I didn't want to go to bed. Um, I wrote down all the places I've traveled to in the last two years and it was really cool to like look back and see that yeah. list and be like, dude, I've been to Vegas like 12 times in the last like yeah. two years. Like, have you seen that? I have a, a map upstairs that has pins in it from everywhere that I've been from five. That's sick, that's man. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so that'd be the second thing is, is being able to travel like with my buddies, with mm-hmm. my, like, like, like my friends yeah. and, and, uh, on someone else's dime and again, to experience different things. Like those trips are cool to me, man. Like I remember fight weeks. I've heard you say this, like I remember fight weeks more than I do the actual fight. Yep. Um, so just uh, that camaraderie, that just chopping it up, yep. you know, roasting each other, all that is pretty cool to me, man. So um, I'm going to Italy next month, bro. I know like, that's yeah, cool. man. I'm spent two weeks cool. out in Italy with my uh, with my lady friend. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, like like I said, growing up, I didn't travel much, so getting to 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 fly across the globe to to go to somewhere I've always wanted to go is, is pretty pretty cool, man. And the third is uh, I want a world title. I, I want cool. I want to hold the belt for one night. Um, at least one night. That's all I want, yeah. man. You know, I'm not asking for much, but one night, those three things are what I want from the sport. So, um, as far as financial freedom, I feel like real estate's the, the way to go for that. I would hundred percent agree. And I do, it's, it's so, uh, I don't know if we talked about this or not, if you're just ahead of the game, but like, I, I just mentioned this the other day. Uh, I think it's really important getting started or, or maybe not getting started, but at some point I think every fighter or, or professional athlete uh, I think you need to make a list of things that you need to walk away from the sport. Uh, and, and, and my own, uh, obviously you have your, your list and I don't know if we talked about this or not, but this is, I have three things as well. And we've talked about it for us. Uh, but I think every professional athlete needs to make a list of things that they need to walk away from emotionally, not credentially. That's my only, that's my only beef. Cause, cause sometimes credentials can, 
I think, I think it has to be, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have that on your list because that's obviously that, but I think it should be separate list, right? Yeah. Like I, but I think every, every fighter, especially cause we're in the fight business, but every fighter needs to have a list of a, two or three things or whatever they need to walk away from the sport emotionally, because we've talked about that where they get into the, the, what I call chasing the white rabbit. You know what I mean? It's something that is just like you fight and then it's almost a, a drug addiction. Like they want that dopamine. hundred percent. You know, there's no better feeling than winning a sanctioned fist fight man. for sure. You know, and I think that's why we see fighters hang around a little bit too. But there's long. no worse feeling than losing one. Yeah. We do this. It's a very cutthroat game. Like I know what a loss entails. Like, so what was, what was, uh, I think I told you this when I was getting like mentioned on these, uh, like the ESPN list, like the 25 yep. under 25 meeting, like, uh, if you're under the age of 25, like the, the best prospects currently yep. in the sport, that was all really cool to get mentioned on like certain, um, certain articles and ESPN was talking about me. But in the back of my head, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this for the day. But I, I know how, I know how cutthroat this game is, yep. man. I know what a loss entails. Like all that disappears with the loss. Like, yep. All like the, the comments will, will, will tell you that. Like, yep. And, uh, I think I do a good job of like, not like we talked about it earlier with the, 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 the pride shorts or whatever. Like I don't let that get to me. I've seen, I've, I've trained with fighters who, who let the comments get to them. Like, yep. Oh, it used to, it used to rip me apart when yeah. I was younger coming up, like WC days, it would rip me up. Dude, yeah. One, one comment from a guy on Twitter that had seven followers would ruin yeah. my day. A picture of their cat or something. A hundred percent. Cheeto yeah. stains on their fingers. Yeah, as they man. Type. And I think I do a good job of, um, of like not letting it get to me at all. You know, I understand they're trolling. Like I understand I get to wake up and do what I love every day. Yeah. I understand that, uh, dude, I have my dream car at, at 24, uh, I, I just bought my first real estate property. I'm in a good place, yeah, and like it, I, I don't, I don't let the the comments get to me. But I know with losing a fight, all the the list you were that's mentioning. That's not your on, dream car. That's not. It, your it was. It was. It was. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay to say that. Yeah, but I, I got a car that I wanted for for a very 100%. long time, and I I, uh, I achieved that. And I know in this game, man, like a loss and all that's gone. Like the the the. And that's part of that. I'm, I'm yeah. not, that's just part of the game, yeah. man. Like uh, a loss and everyone turns on you. Like oh, yeah. you're not being mentioned on these lists oh, anymore. Yeah. All, every, all the achievements you had, all, all the wins you had, like they don't remember that. It's just, it's, it's a very, uh, there's a recency bias thing in the sport and, and that's a part it's of it. It's the worst. Yeah. It's yeah. The worst. But I think um, going back to why fighters stick around a little longer than they should is, is because of that, that, that drug. They want the drip. Yeah. The yeah. dopamine drip. Do you remember, uh, do you remember Rob Kimmins? Yeah. yeah, Rob Kimmins. Uh, we used to train together. Uh, the first, the first guy to get a win in the UFC from Kansas City. Yeah, he told me one time. Uh, this might this might show my age, but uh, Sherdog used to be really big for their forum. And for those of you guys, the younger kids, don't know what a forum is. It's just it's essentially like a community where people just. You talk. guys heard of Reddit? It's like Reddit. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it's Reddit. That's it's just, it was the old school Reddit. So everybody like in these back then the forums were big. Like yeah. we just got on there, and. Uh, you know, I would get on there and read comments, blah, 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 blah. And he told me, he said, man, stay off that stuff. I'm like, what do you do? Like, what do you mean? Like, I like to like be in the industry. I like to know what's going on. He said, man, one of, one of two things is going to happen. He's like, one, I'm going to listen to the guys that are talking good about me and it's going to blow my head up and I'm going to think I'm way better than I am. Or two, the people talking bad about me, it's going to affect me. And I, I'm not going to like how I feel about that. So I just stay off of it. And that, that stuck with me over the years. And since then I just got off of it. I don't, I don't, because it's listen, I think everybody is drawn to reading good comments about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's nice to it is nice to hear. But I don't. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of like dopamine release of like someone definitely. saying something. 
Definitely. But just as you said, I, I, I think, I think you even posted something about this. Like I'll literally have people message me that are like, dude, coach of the year, you're the best. And then a month goes by and they say like, it'll literally be right there. Like they yeah. can read it too. Like yeah, yeah. you're such a piece of shit. You're the worst coach. Like how get like, what How, you, the, you see both those messages, yeah, yeah. right? Like at least unsend the other one yeah, first yeah. before you send that one. You yeah, know? yeah. At least be a decent human being to unsend the last message. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it, it, it is like, I feel like a lot of those people just want a response, you know? Like, oh, absolutely. And, Attention. Yeah, for Attention. sure. And like, Oh, I, like, how many times have, have you seen fighters post? Like they respond and then the guy's like, Oh, I was just joking, man. I was, I was surprised he responded. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I think I texted you this when you, you're like, dude, it's cool to see you get this attention. And I was like, man, it is. It, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I'm finally being like recognized for the, the work I've put in the last mm -hmm. X amount of years. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to like, yeah, I can't I, let it take you off man, course. Like, yeah. The next guy I fight's not going to give a fuck that I was on a tw under 25 no. list. Like, you know, he's no. not going to try to, no. like, he doesn't care, you know? No, no, no. And uh, it's cool for the day, but that, that was probably like, probably one of my biggest takeaways was like, man, like, the next guy is not going to give a fuck that I'm on some sort of list, you know. Even though this is a we're all MMA fighters here, I like to I like to dive into a little bit of the the personal life of you guys. So, um, if anybody knows you, knows that family is really big for you. I feel like like every fight you're always staying staying after to you know spend time with your family. So talk about talk about how important that dynamic with your with your family is because like dude, it's weird. Like we're super close, but I don't uh. You're one of those guys that don't really like put your personal life out there. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't intermingle even, even your family with fighting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've only, I've only met your parents a handful of times, but I know family is like super, super important. So talk about that dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And my, uh, my parents immigrated here about 30 years ago and literally started from scratch, you know? And, um, uh, they, uh, they worked pretty hard. They worked really hard for everything they have now. And, uh, they worked, to support my brother and I in any way they could and they did yeah. the best they could. So just watching them, uh, I guess, struggle to, to support my brother and I growing up and throughout the years, it just uh, made us that much closer. And uh, yeah, it was really just the four of us. I have an older brother. He's four years older than me. And uh, yeah, we, we watched uh, our parents struggle pretty hard for, for every little thing that they, uh, they have. And uh, I, I think that's what made us pretty close. And Family is important to me, man. It's something I, uh, like, I pride on, on, on talking to my parents every day, reaching yeah. out, even if it is just a text message or something, just because they've done so much for me, man. And I, I know they're at a certain point in their lives where working isn't, like, a, a very, uh, like, feasible thing right now for them. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting older, and that's just a part of life, you know, yeah. and it sucks to see. Sure. Um, but, like, I, I realize that, like, my brother and I are their retirement funds because they yeah. don't have retirement funds. Like we're their four hundred one k. So yeah, I've it, saw you. I've 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 seen you do a lot of really cool things, not just for them but for other people that like you don't really talk about. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I've always appreciated about you is the the things you do for others, not just your family but everybody, but especially your family. You know, what yeah. I mean? you, and you don't really talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's 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 admirable. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, it just means a ton to me, and like anybody I care for, like I'm gonna help out in any way I can. You know, it, I think uh, I'm not the most religious person, but I think like what you put out into the universe is what you get back, 100%. and uh, that, that's that's kind of uh, man. This I, I've talked I talked to you about this. Uh, I think over fight week, like this this sports taught me so many life lessons. Yeah, like probably more than um, I've learned 
through anything else. Like even uh, I told you this the other day, but like my dad was working a lot. So like we didn't really have that one-on-one time um, as much as uh, I would have liked. And that's not his fault. He was doing what he had to do to, to provide for his family. But this sport taught me life lessons, man. Yep. Like the last 10 years, I've learned more from the sport than I have in anything else in, in school and anything. And like not just MMA related stuff, life lessons, bro. Like yep. I'm talking like, I remember when I was, in high school a junior in high school like i'd, I'd come up to, to jason high who's, who's my coach and like i'd ask him about girls or ask him about taxes or I'd ask him about like hey man what should i do at my job like yeah. little things like that and i've learned life lessons for, from you from from jason more than i have like in anything else and this this sport taught me like you've said this a dozen times and it really resonates with me but like it literally taught me how to be a man you know yep. like taught me how to be a decent person like uh hardship, uh, yeah. hard work, yeah. uh, losing what losing looks like stuff that stuff that I think like, a, it just seems like it's such, it's so, uh, it's so like few and far between like, like, uh, this is gonna sound so stupid, but like, you know, like the, the typical man, you know what I yeah. mean? Like what a, what a father would show his son in the sixties or seventies, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's the dynamic of family has just changed so much over the years. Like it, it, some, some fathers don't have that time cause they're working and they're trying to provide, you know, it's obviously you got to put food on the table over, you know, there's more important things, but yeah. like for me, and I think for you, it taught me some of those lessons that I can imagine, you know, a father in the seventies teaching his son by a white picket fence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like son, this is how you, yeah. you know, this is how you lose correctly. This is, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. And you do before, before I don't want to cut you off, but, uh, I, I actually refed your first, uh, we were just talking about your younger days in high school. I, I repped your first kickboxing match. Was that second? Yeah, yeah. First? I uh, <laughs> I think it was my second kickboxing fight. We gotta throw the we gotta throw, we got a picture of it. We yeah, gotta, yeah. Picture of yeah, it. He's like Jeff's like this tall. You still had braces on my face. I was still a kid, man. <laughs> I was still a kid, and I think uh, the promoter, not to mention his name, but it wasn't the he wasn't the most uh, reputable guy. I think last yeah. second he's like, hey man, I know you got a fighter tonight, but will you uh, will you ref this fight? And I remember you uh, just seeing the look on your face, like, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. I remember watching. Uh, I remember thinking, I was like, shit, this kid's good. Like, and the kid who fought was tough as yeah, hell too. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't uh, bad, but you just broke him down, and it, it was for it was like two fifteen-year-olds. Like, he, you guys for being young kids, I was like, damn, these kids are good. And then you just you just didn't go away, and you kept putting on. I remember thinking to myself, like. This is not what I expected. Yeah, like, this is, yeah, this is good. It was a, it was a kickboxing match, headgear, shin guards. Uh, I skipped my homecoming dance. That's like, I remember this. Uh, like the, I think for the for homecoming dances, the the girl asked the guy. So this girl asked me, and I was like, Yeah, of course we'll go. And then I got this fight offered, and I was like, Hey, sorry, mama. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> sorry about. Remember that date you asked me to go on? Um, yeah, so I skipped homecoming. I saw you were refing it last second. I was like, Dude, I gotta throw a cartwheel kick, man. I have to. That was your thing back that in was the my day. Thing back then, yeah. That was kind of like I remember on your logos, you'd have mm-hmm. the. Little cartwheel kick you you do it uh, early on in your UFC fights you did it yeah, in a bunch of fights yeah. outside the UFC so I was like I'm for sure throwing a cartwheel kick man. Oh, man and I missed the fuck out of that cartwheel kick dude <laughs> I, I I damn near knocked you out with it man yeah. I, I totally missed the mark but uh, I was like do I have to throw a cartwheel kick uh, as a homage to to you Yeah I appreciate that yeah, I yeah. the love yeah. I'll take it I'll take it yeah. Fast forward fast forward let's say f- ten years from now five years from now five five to ten years from now seven and a half years from now. What is like, what does that look like? What is, what does life look like to you in terms of where you're at in MMA, where you're at in life, investing, like what, what are, what, what things are important to you and, uh, like how has the dynamic changed from now to then? Yeah, man. Uh, the five-year plans are always, uh, 
it's always something I think about because that's that's a common question like sure. um just life I guess uh just like hey man like what 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 does your life look like in a couple of years and then farther than that 10 years 15 years um for me it's it's those three things I mentioned earlier like yeah. the financial freedom like expanding on that more real estate investments like turning this one property into two properties and then four properties yeah. and just expanding on that um my success and what I do as a career um just keep winning fights man I, I feel I feel like I I get better every day and I know that's like the common corny thing to say like I get better every day in the gym yeah. but I really feel that way man I, I really do I and I, I step uh, I step on the mats with the intention of getting better man and I don't think I I don't think I get worse every day you know like I no. don't like uh, I really try to to make sure I get better every single day uh, outside of camp in camp that that's a big focus of mine um and, and just to just to keep uh just to keep getting better and, and win fights like that's yep. that's obviously what every fighter wants to do but that that's I really want to hold the title for one night, man. That, that's my biggest goal. Um, and I'm sure that goal will change once I get there. But that's uh, that's what I want. And it's just to keep um, just to keep supporting my family in any way I can. And, man, you and, and Jason High are, like, probably my biggest role models. Um, of course, my parents. But, like, just seeing both you guys be, be family men and, like, you guys are, are great parents. Um, just to see those like little intricacies on, on how you handle yourself in the gym, outside the gym. Like that's what I strive to be like. Fighting's hard. Wait till you have kids. That's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear, man. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear parenting is its, its own demon and I'm sure it's tough. You know, I'm sure it's a, uh, it's a lot like fighting. It's, it's super tough at times, but very rewarding. And yeah. you know, um, I, I think the, the first thing that comes to my mind with fighting and with parenting is it's worth it. Yeah. You know, it's worth, it's worth the sacrifice. Well, to some people, to, yeah. to me it is, you know, yeah. to me it is. So, uh, what is, what is, uh, I've, I've asked a couple guys this and I'm always intrigued by the, by the question, but like, what is, what is life after fighting look like for you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, have you thought about that? I know you're super young. You got a long, I have, a man. long ways to go. I have, I, I am 24 years old, but I feel like I have some miles in the game. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, I feel like, you know, you say this a lot, but it's not about the, uh, it's not about the year of the cards. It's, it's the miles it's in the, the car. Miles, yeah. And I feel like I'm a 98 civic baby. Like, I feel like I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this since I was 14 and you know, I feel like I, I've been fortunate enough to not take a ton of damage in fights. Sure. Um, but you know, you take damage in training mm -hmm. and, uh, we used to spar hard back in the day. Um, and that taught me how to fight. Like, I honestly feel like I could go without sparring for a year and still get into a fight and, and still throw down like that. Yeah. That's just instilled in me now at this point. So I learned a lot from, from sparring hard. I don't think I have to do that as much now. Um, but yeah, I have been doing this for 10 years. So do I see another 10 years in me? Do I see me myself training for, for 20 years? That's a long time, man. It's a long time. Um, so it's more of like a play it by ear. Like I know I'm probably going to need someone to be like, Hey man, it's time to, time to hang it up. I'm for nah, sure. I don't gonna, think so. I think I'm going to be too that smart. guy. You're too smart. I am now, but who knows 10 years from now? Nah, you're too <laughs> smart. But like, what is it? But what is it? Where do you transition to? Are you yeah. coaching? Is that, is coaching a thing? For you I or? do enjoy coaching, man. Yeah. I do. You're I don't, really good at I don't see myself. Um, I don't see myself owning a gym, um, but I, I, I can't see myself in a, in a coaching role. I enjoy watching people get better I, I get enjoyment from that and sure. that not just in a fighting aspect and like a life aspect like i enjoy watching the the weight loss progress like yeah. that that brings enjoyment to me and if i can play a small part in someone's career or their life as they better themselves that i get like selfishly i i really uh get a lot of enjoyment from that so even uh the small coaching role i have now i enjoy it man yeah. i enjoy teaching i enjoy watching people get better is whether it's like figuring out how to actually throw the combo correctly or or just 
any like small beneficial progress in their lives is uh is cool to see what's a more likely scenario for you at 40 years old you're coaching uh whether you own or you don't own you're coaching a team or individuals at a high level or owning and managing 30 to 50 properties you have to pick one or the other you can't do both. <sighs> that's that's tough man i don't think i ever see myself not training um so if yeah. I didn't say training. Say, yeah, yeah. Coaching. But if I'm training, I, I think I'll, I will be coaching if I'm on the mats. Uh, that, yeah, it's tough. Uh, and I don't know why I I, I put yeah, I put yeah. both on there because you can do both. I do yeah. Both, you know what I mean? Like, if I can do both, you can for sure. Yeah, do yeah. Both. Financially, I, I think uh, I, w I would go with the real estate um, over coaching. But oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, uh, good choice, pal. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, you know that better than others for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I just don't see myself ever stepping off the mats, man. I, I feel like I'll be that six-year-old man on all the TRT, just <laughs> snapping white belts' arm. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I definitely see myself training until I can't physically train anymore. Like, um, I, I just don't see myself off those mats. And um, when I'm retired, I don't see myself kickbox sparring all the time. But yeah. I definitely do see myself uh, training jiu-jitsu. I. I could see you doing, uh, I could see you doing both. Like I'm, I still train every day. Um, I spar with anybody that will want to spar. I'm, I'm 36, but I don't like sparring to me is not sparring. Like what a lot of people, yeah. I don't spar. Like, I don't even, I don't think people get better from sparring hard. No, but it wasn't always like that. Like, no, I'm sure I've spent many years fighting people and I don't mean in sanctioned fights. I mean, yeah. in the gym. so it, it, it's, uh, I was just talking about this, how much the dynamic has changed even in the last <sighs> Five years. Yeah. It's changed so much. And, uh, dude, it's it, going. Do, do you think that it, because you think that that evolution is because the sport's so new? Like, it's the sport's only been around for like 28 yeah, years, absolutely. 29 I years. I think people like, are getting, getting smart with it. Yeah. Like, they're figuring, they're figuring out that, well, obviously, like, there's, there's better ways to, uh, there's better ways to train, right? There's yeah. better ways to learn. Uh, and I think there's more effective ways to get better, if you will. You yeah. Know what I mean, and I think people are figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of that evolution, like we do, we, every every card we see something different. Like, and then we see yeah, like every uh, week, every week, like every uh, week. Calf kick wasn't a thing a, a couple of years ago. That that you know it was, it was for me. <laughs> Shout out to to you and Benson Henderson for you were throwing that a long time ago. That you TKO'd uh, Jamie Barner with that. Yeah, I stopped Barner with it. That was in two thousand thirteen or fourteen, I think. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Fourteen maybe. You were doing it before it was cool. Before it was a fad. Yeah, it, but it I, I feel like. Um, MMA kind of works in waves like that. Like we're seeing a lot of people uh, take the back and, j and just hold it. Um, like Aljo did it in his yeah. fight. Um, Patchy mixed it in his fight. Yep. And it's a great way to to bank around and, and not take damage. And if you can do that at the highest level, I mean, that's all you can ask for. 100,000%. Like all you're doing is switching your, your body lock from side to side and, and pummeling with the chokes and making the other guy work. Yep. You know, and people are, I feel like, um, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's a, like a lot of people are going to look at that and start going in that direction. No, I absolutely think you're correct. I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's a calf kick, but it's. I think uh, a lot of people are gonna be like, dude, if I can, if I can use uh, exert a good amount of energy to take someone's back and just stay there. Well, stalling positions, I think, is becoming more of a thing rather than passing. Right? Like yeah. we talked about that a ton. Is is uh, like the to me, the more you're advancing, it's almost easier for these guys to to get out now. Everybody yeah. knows the defense. Everyone's good now. Like yeah. every like it's not. We don't have that many specialists anymore. Like yeah, everyone's good. Sitting in half guard is a awesome place to be you know sitting in uh on the back is a great stall those positions beat those guys up for a little bit get them tired 
how much damage can you take on someone's back? Like, like how are they going to hurt you? Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, it's hard to lose around unless you're me, uh, <laughs> having somebody's back for four minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 super tough to lose a to lose around if you're on somebody's back. For, yeah. You know, for the majority of the time, so it's 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 probably the most dominant position in all of MMA. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's just a different wave. Like next month we'll see something else. Like next month we'll see a different type of a body kick or something like the sports constantly, constantly evolving and changing. And I feel like, uh, some fighters haven't done the best job of evolving with the sport and adding like new wrinkles to their game. And I think uh, at our gym, we do a good job of like constantly evolving. I think that's because you're in the sport, you know, you're, you're not one of these sideline coaches. Yep. And, uh, I think that's what, uh, I think that's what brings a lot of value to the team that not a lot of their gyms have, you know, it's like, I've always had a hard time taking advice from someone that doesn't have skin in the game. Yeah. You know, like no, it's like having a, like an obese personal trainer, you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't want advice from this dude. Like, you know, so it's really cool to, to have you training with us every day. Like uh, to have you like frontline put in the same work. Like you, you say this a lot, but you're never going to ask us to do something mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do. Definitely. And like, we've seen you take short notice fights. We've seen you uh, compete up a weight class on 24 hours notice. Like, it doesn't get much more like inspiring than that. And I think that's what separates our gym as, as far as like, as well as other things, of course, but I think that's just what makes our team and like you coaching and just uh, like light years beyond other teams, you know? I appreciate that. Uh, I think we're running out of, running out of time here, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I know as you had a, you know, you've been busy. It's like the, the week after fight week is always, is always a uh, pack full of stuff. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, what's next? When's your return? Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah. Uh, probably October. I I do enjoy like longer camps. Um, mm-hmm. as far as uh, training and getting ready. Um, I have that trip to Italy planned. We're gonna be there two I'm weeks. Jealous. Uh, dude, I'm so excited, man. I literally feel like a little kid. Like I'm over here googling like things to do in in, in Florence and yep. places like I never thought I'd, I'd go to or even like know how to pronounce. Uh, so yeah, I got that trip to Italy planned. Um. And then right back to work. Uh, I think that's gonna be the longest I've ever been away from an MMA gym. Is it two weeks? Two full weeks, man. Let's go, yeah, my yeah. man. Dude, uh, the longest I've been away was six days, and that was when I was in Hawaii back in. Um, You've been working since you were 14 years old, man. You deserve it. Let's go. You, Let's you go. Yeah. It. So uh, October, uh, timeline wise, is good for me. And uh, yeah, excited to get back to work. My man. Make sure you guys follow Jeff on Instagram, uh, Facebook, tick, TikTok. No, no, not TikTok. No, he's not on the ticks. Uh. Yeah, make sure you guys follow him. I think you're mostly on on IG. So yeah, yep. Yeah. Appreciate you guys coming on. You guys want all the access to our full picks? Make sure you check out the Discord. We'll put the link in the description. Um, thank you for coming on, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Check out the other videos we have on uh, on the channel. Later, guys.